step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. shoot a game of pool or two or play some ping pong or sing some karaoke or just take a city bus and go nowhere just ride you know what i mean i mean you can drive yourself nuts with all this stuff that's going on and uh a lot of people have to the point of unliving themselves 
right now, especially, people are doing that all over the world. And it's a sad, sad situation. And, you know, I totally understand. I mean, I completely grasp why anyone would want to unalive themselves in this crazy, crazy world that we're living in today. I mean, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. I'm glad to be here on this platform tonight that allows us to get out to multiple, multiple individuals, uh, you know, and, and, and reach, reach a lot of people, uh, as many as we possibly can with all of the censorship that's going on and all of the, uh, demonetization that's going on and putting people in places, dark spaces where nobody can hear their message, you know, I'm so thankful that people like Joe Rogan, Tucker, Tucker, answer that phone, please. Tucker Carlson and others uh, are able to get their word out, you know, because they have like, you know, six million people listening to them. And, you know, it's it's in this business, it's really like in any business, it's it's about quantity and quality but in this business it's really about quantity because but you can't get the quantity without the quality so you have to kind of think about that i mean if you don't have the quality narrative if you don't have a really really tight show and if you don't have excellent co-host and guests you're going to eventually lose people they're going to drop off and then you're going to end up in the ditch somewhere but uh you know, in my case, I'm just too damn controversial. You know, that's, in my case, that's the situation with uh, this particular venue that I've been on for 20 plus years, you know, is I am just so damn out there, just so damn controversial, like the show last night about God, you know, what God, you know, <laughs> what God, <laughs> How many gods do you want to talk about? I mean, you know, there is no God, and and people just flipped out. You know, I got PMs and emails threatening me, you know, and 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 calling me all kinds of nasty, nasty names, all in the name of God, of course. And uh, I'm going to hell, and I'm going to burn in Hades, and my my skin is going to melt off of my bones, my eyeballs are going to poke out. My ears are going to bleed, and I'm going to be swimming around in muriatic acid or something for eternity. You know, I mean, people are crazy. You know what I mean? I mean, how could a Christian say that? These people claim to be so godly, but yet they're putting me in hell, and 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 they're 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 you know telling me I'm going to this horrible horrible place. You know, <laughs> and. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm going to burn for eternity. And, oh, what a wonderful God that is. You know, I mean, yeah, everybody would want to worship and fall down at the feet of that guy, you know, whoever he is up there. But um, that's no way to treat people, really, Christians. I mean, if you want people to come to church and you want people to kind of kind of swing over to your way of thinking, you really need to be a little nicer to them, I think. You know, I mean, uh, it really shouldn't really shouldn't be that way where you're going to tell people about all this terrible punishment and torture and molestation and, uh, you know, this uh, degradation and, and horror and, you know, 
<laughs> you're not going to win people over like that, I don't think. Uh, anyway, but anyway, I went with Paul Wallace last night, and of course, Dr. Billy Carson, and was going back in the Hebrew uh, scripture, and I was giving people the actual scriptures in the current uh, Bible that everyone has on the coffee table, rusting away there with dust on it, and you know, I was telling people, hey, if you'll just take a really hard look at your book that you have there on the table, you'll find out, you know, what I'm talking about with this uh, monotheistic fiction that everybody has been led to believe in, this one God theory, you know, that's only a few seconds old in geological time. I mean, uh, this is a brand new idea. This whole thing is a brand new idea, folks. Uh, no, we're not going to do that. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's a brand new idea, folks. You know, we're just brand new. You know, and and people think it's 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 thousands of years old. You know, or whatever, two thousand years old, however you want to call it. If you want to go by first century, you know, we'll say two thousand years old, whatever. But no, 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 no. All this stuff. Uh, all you have to do is read. All you have to do is study. All you have to do is just dig a little deeper. And all you have to do is listen to the people who, uh, you know, have a pay grade much higher than mine and an intelligence much greater than myself. You have to listen to those who really know what the hell they're talking about, you know, and vet these people out and check their words and check their research and check their work. And when you do, you come back and you go, wow, there is no God. Whoa, I've been believing this for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, you know, and it's just, it's, it's all been wrong, you know. And um, this is hard for people to grasp, and it, it shocks me to no end that people are still believing in this bullshit, you know. It really shocks me to no end that people are so stupid and so uneducated and so uninformed and so unenlightened, you know, it just shocks me to no end, you know, but then again, when you look at people's lives, and you see how they live, and where they live, and you listen to them speak for uh, 30 minutes or so, and you say, yeah, well, now I understand <laughs> why these people are so stupid, um, you know, like I said on the show the other night, there's only a handful of us who have read all of these ancient texts, uh, many of these ancient texts, not all of these ancient texts. My God, there's thousands and thousands of them, but enough to be able to get a good view of what's going on here in the Matrix. And tonight I was going to talk a little bit about escaping the Matrix, you know, and uh, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, escaping yourself basically if you see the buddha on the road kill him as this as the statement goes in the lotus sutra you know if you see the buddha on the road kill him not many of you know what that means and uh i'll just leave it for your imagination but kill the self is what uh this is all about you know kill the self you have to kill the self the self is full of silly fictional stories and children's stories that you carry into your college years and silly belief systems that are antiquated and worn out and don't work anymore they don't even make any sense common sense logic reason you know 
adults should not think this way, you know, I mean, really, um, adults should be able to um, go after the truth, you know, go after as much truth as you can possibly pull out of the ether, you know, and most people just get stuck, they get trapped in the doo-doo, and they're up to their neck and shit sandwiches, and they're up to their neck and all of these stories and myths and stuff, and Oh, these little children's stories, you know, and they still believe this stuff. You know, I see educated people, a few of them sitting in church, not very many. Most of the people you find in these churches are uh, one brick short of a full load and one French fry short of a Happy Meal. You know what I mean? And they're, they're just there to follow the script. You know, they're there to listen to these scriptures that are not even right at all and have just been put in there to blindfold people and keep people mystified just enough to stay around and, you know, threaten them with uh, hell and threaten them with all of these other terrible things if they don't give their tithe. You know, I talked to uh, someone yesterday and they said, oh, it's a commandment. I have to give my tithe. And I said, well, that church doesn't give a damn about you they never call you when you're sick they never come see you or anything you know they never they don't care if you exist oh it's not about that i have to give my tithe it's been it's a commandment of the lord that we give our tithe to the church no it's not you know the bible the original hebrew scripture was never about church it was never about god it was never about believing anything uh it was never like that at all and, you know, they turned it into that, you know, it became commercialized, you know, church is now a business and it's a big business. I mean, I know pastors when I was a, when I was an agent, um, I know pastors that are bringing in 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, 50,000 a month, 100,000 a month, 300,000 a month and on up, you know, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And they have a couple of helicopters and a couple of private Lear jets for their own private airport, you know, and their mansion here and a mansion there. And, you know, is that really, you think, what God is about? I mean, if there was a God, do you think that's really what it's all about? I mean, is that the way it would look? You know, oh, well, God wants you to be prosperous. You know, the prosperity message. I'm sure you've heard the prosperity message, you know. God wants you to be prosperous, and he wants you to be successful. And Oh, really? Where does it say that in the Hebrew text? Where does it say any of that? Um, well, you know, um, you can't talk to these people. They're so hard-headed. They're so hard-headed. You can't talk to them. You can't reason with them, you know. And the ones that I deal with close up here, they, they don't even want to get near me. They just don't want to. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. We can talk about anything else except religion or politics. You've heard that old saying, you know, two things you never talk about, politics and religion around people. Well, politics, why don't people want to talk about politics? Politics is religion. Religion is politics. <laughs> so you've got uh, two sides of the same coin going there. You know, uh, politics is religion. Religion is politics. Politics, church is all about business. Church is all about money. Church is all about profit. Church is all about power. Church is all about subduing the parishioner, uh, putting them in subjection, putting them in 
a box and keeping them there, uh, you know, telling them to shut up, keep your brain, check your brain at the door, and just come in and listen to what I say and do what I say, and you'll be okay. Put that money in the plate and get your ass out of here. And that's basically what it's all about, you know. And as one of my people last night in the inner circle said, if people only knew, you know, if people only would take the time to take a glance at this and go, what the fuck? There's something wrong with this picture, you know what I mean? And all of this bullshit about Adam and Eve and Adam and Steve and, you know, all this crazy crap about the Israelites moving out of Egypt and being in the desert 40 years, whatever. Paul was eating grass until he turned into a Christian. And, you know, Jesus riding into town on a jackass. And, and there's people believe they they believe in Santa Claus, too, probably, and the, and, the, and the Good Witch of the West and Halloween and, you know, all this other shit. The Easter Bunny, you know. And Marion and I were talking about it. Christianity this morning, and we were saying that it's just no different than 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 uh, believing in the Easter Bunny or believing in Santa Claus. You know, oh Santa Claus is coming to town. You know, well Jesus is coming to town. You know, Jesus is going to come back and save all. But all these people I talk to, they're waiting for Jesus to ride into town on a stallion and you know save everybody there from the four horsemen and sit on the Mount of Olives there and preach for a thousand years of peace or whatever it is. And, you know, the apocalypse, they're, they're waiting for the end of days, the apocalypse, the end times, you know, everything fall apart. Well, it's, that's what's happening. You know, it looks pretty real. I mean, if you look at it, you know, Revelations, if you look into Revelations, it looks pretty cool, man. Like, hey, this guy really has something going. John of Patmos out there was exiled to Patmos, you know, and writing all this cool stuff down, like George Orwell, you know, 1984, Nostradamus and others have made all these great predictions and stuff, you know, and they're all coming true. Well, so what? You know, so what? I mean, really, so what? There have been people doing this for thousands of years, making these predictions. There have been time travelers. There are time travelers now here that are making predictions and have made predictions. And all of these things have happened over thousands and thousands of years. We have had civilizations come and civilizations go by the thousands, if not millions, if not billions. If you look at all of the other potential solar systems with the potential for the Goldilocks uh, situation to be there where a planet would have just the right sunlight, just the right amount of humidity, just the right amount of atmosphere to uh, breed life, you know. And so, yeah, when people are so small-minded, they think we're the center of the universe. You know, they, 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 they're so fucking uh, egotistical, you know, and they're so self-centered and so dumb they really believe they're the center of the universe and that everything came into being there. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Yeah, 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 blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. doesn't say that in the Hebrew. And, you know, these big fat cats, uh, they cherry-picked all of this stuff that came down the pike 
you know, from as long as people were able to scribble on a rock, you know, or leave some kind of sign, you know, uh, or symbol, you know, they cherry picked all of this stuff from thousands upon thousands of years of uh, information coming in. They just cherry picked it and they said, wow. This Christianity thing really sounds like a fit, man. We can really do something with this. You know, we can keep people stupid. We can keep them in submission. We can keep them enslaved. We can do away with their critical thinking skills. We can do away with their imagination. We can do away with all of their independent thought. And we can just keep them piling money, you know, into the plate here and just pay some bills and live in a nice big house buy a couple of jets and have a couple of mansions, a couple of yachts, and man, this is a great fucking ride. Don't even have to pay taxes on this stuff. Who's on the air with me right now, anyway? Down? Down is here? Okay, good. Yeah, that. I am yeah. good. Yeah, so anyway, you know, people love this kind of shit. I mean, when you look around, you know, church is a big business. Down and I we're actually thinking about starting a big church, you know, and preaching and stuff. I mean, Down and I, if we really wanted to be diabolical, if we really, really wanted to be diabolical and use our masterful skills, um, you know, to make a lot of money, we could just take my nonprofit and turn it into a church online, and we would be rolling in dough within, a, within six months. We'd be rolling in dough, man, you know, uh, rolling in the dough. Rolling in the dough, here comes the stupid people, rolling in the dough. You know, it would be so great, man. We could pray for people, we could speak in tongues. And we could pray, and we could speak in tongues, and we could jump up and down and holler and pull our hair, you know. And we could be Pentecostal even, man, maybe even Church of God, throw a little Church of God in there. We can get rich, but why would we want to do that? You know, I thought about it. Why would we want to do that? I mean, it would would it be diabolical? Would it be corrupt? Would it be wrong? Would it be unethical? Would it be, would we go to hell? Oh, well, there is no hell, so I guess we wouldn't. Oh, maybe that's why these preachers do this kind of shit, because they've studied what I've studied, and Dawn down studied, and they know there's no hell, and they know... That good and evil does not exist in the way that it's stated in the good old King James Bible. So they're like, oh, well, there's no consequences to any of these actions. So let's just go for it, man. It's easier than working at 7-Eleven. It's easier than opening a shoe store. <laughs> it's a breeze, baby. It's a breeze. Just open a church. And, you know, I went to a meeting tonight. And I was so disappointed in this meeting. Uh, a friend of mine invited me to. They're, they're going to make money. They're going to help the homeless. They're going to build tiny houses all over the world. They're going to buy thousands of acres and build micro mansions for the homeless and help the veterans. And, you know, God spoke to them. The leader there was like, God spoke to me. And God has talked to me. Oh, I want to thank all of you for being here. You're blessed. God will bless you for being here. I'm just puking the whole way through this thing, trying to get through the meeting, you know. And I went to the very end of the meeting. They never recognized me, by the way. And I sent them everything that we have. 
and they never recognized me there. And I was there, and I was kind of pissed off at Chris. He was there, and he never recognized me. He recognized everybody else in the group, but me, there was about 20 people there. And a lot of people had already left the group, got sick and thrown up when she started talking about God told me this and God told me that. You know, when people start, you know, I mean, Down and I have both been in lockup, you know, for being delusional. And when people, when she started talking like that about this money, 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 and then all of a sudden, God, 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 I was like, uh-oh, red flags are going up here. Something's wrong. You know, that's a bad thing. You know, she's going to use God to make money. She's going to use God to make these people trust her in this group. She's going to use God to get the, uh, you know, the reputation going, you know, that she's some kind of spiritual leader or something, you know, and then people will give her time, they'll give her energy, they'll give her money, you know, and then she can succeed at being the world-renowned author that she said she's going to be, you know, this is a black woman, a queen, if you know what I mean, a queen. All these black women think they're fucking queens. I don't know why that is, how that ever started. That bullshit ever got started. But I have black friends of mine just to say, what the fuck? <laughs> Queen, my ass. <laughs> and kings. There's even some black dudes that say think they're kings. They're kings and queens. And By the way, I had a story for you. I had a couple black uh, friends of mine. They were married, and they were like, no, oh, he's the queen. She's the queen. He's the king. They're on my show one night, and they're like, we're going to Africa, man. We're going to our our people. We're going to our people. We're going to, and they're wearing all this African garb and shit they bought on Amazon, you know, and they're fucked up. And they're like, we're going to see our people. We're going to be with our people. And I'm like, oh, you're going to have an awakening. <laughs> you're going to have a great awakening. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? And I'm going, you're not their people. <laughs> you're you're not their people. You were born in Dallas, Texas, <laughs> you know. And well, we're black. We're black. We're of the black race. And I'm like, no, you're not. And they're like, oh yes, we are. So they leave and they go on their vacation, and they almost got killed. <laughs> they were they were they were not accepted to say the least. Nobody is. Black people from uh, the United States are, are not black. Uh, the same black that they are in Africa. You're not accepted. You're not one of them at all, you know, and just period, you know, you're not. You can't be a Sunni and you can't be a Shiite unless you were born there, you know. You can't be a Houthi unless you were born into the tribe. You can't be a Husbalah unless you're a Husbalah, you know. And so, you know, you cannot be an African unless you're born in the jungles there in Africa and your bloodline is directly from there. So anyway, they got a rude awakening and they came back and they're like, we almost went to prison. You know, the police were after us and the blacks were throwing rocks and sticks at us and making fun of our clothes. <laughs> like, really? I told you that before you left, you idiot. But anyway. Uh, it's amazing how people have all of these delusions, you know, these delusions of grandeur, you know. They believe all of these crazy things, and they just don't stop and think about thinking, you know. Not all black people are alike. I mean, they come in all sizes and co colors and shapes and uh, grades and, you know, different uh, hues of skin and country, and religion, and dogma, and creed, and tradition, and all of these kinds of things, you know, and people just don't stop and think, you know. Uh, you can go to Europe, you know, I've been to Europe, and uh, you might meet someone, and they might look like they're from India, but they might be from Costa Rica, 
Uh, they might look Italian, and they might be from Libya. They, you don't know. You just don't know. You have to talk to people and find out, you know, where are you really from, you know. They say, now, Aussies have an accent, you know. Might, hey, might, hey, what's up, might, you know. You know an Aussie when you hear an Aussie. You know a New Yorker when you hear a New Yorker. Oh, you're from New Yorker, yeah. And you know a Texan when you hear Carlo Davenport, you know, because I'm a Tex, about as Texan as it gets. You know, born in the ghetto, damn proud of it. Uh, and, you know, so you know all these things. But a lot of people just don't know. And, you know, people that go to church, I feel so sorry for them. Marion Marian and I are busting as many bubbles as we possibly can. We're throwing it rocks at people, you know. We're, <laughs> we're, we're throwing all of these Paul Wallace and Dr. Billy Carson videos at all of these pastors everywhere. And we're just, man, we're just filling them full of the truth, you know filling them full of the Hebrew and the Sanskrit and the, and the Sandrahedra and Sanhedrin and going back to the Anunnaki, you know, and, and Alil and, 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 and Inki and going back to the kings, King Tut, you know, who was in that uh, deal there with Solomon, right on up the bloodline there. And people don't even understand any of this stuff, you know. And so how do you escape the matrix? Well, keep your mouth shut for a while, you know. I was telling Dan last night, you know. We were talking, him and I are always talking about really cool stuff. And, you know, I said, you know, you keep your mouth shut. Shut the fuck up. You know, most people would take that wrong. Down doesn't know. Down's got wisdom beyond the ages. And, you know, I was like, Down, you need to just shut the fuck up. Pound the rice for another six months to a year. And he's like, yeah, maybe you're right, Kyler. Right? Maybe I do need to pound the rice a little more. You know? and, and to escape the matrix, you got to pound the rice, man. You got to pound the rice. You got to go with the flow a little bit. It's better to keep silent than it is to open your mouth because you'll never really excel or exceed where you are if you just always run around with your mouth uh, lips flopping, you know. Blah, 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 blah. You're not learning anything, you know. You're not really getting it, you know. You're not really having a chance to reach out and analyze other people and listen to other people and all of their bullshit stories and you know, all of their delusions, you know, and all of their insanity and psychosis, you know, and uh, most of you draw uh, negativity to you. And, you know, that's a bad thing. You know, that's a bad thing when you draw drama, 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 drama. Everywhere you go, you create drama, 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 drama. You know something's wrong with you when this happens. You're always looking out and trying to blame other people for it, you know. Most people try to blame the other person, you know. It's you. You walked into the wrong bar. You got into the wrong relationship. You know, you got on the wrong elevator at the wrong time, you know. And, uh, you know, you walked into the bank uh, as it was being robbed. You know, you saw the robbers going in when you walked in with them, you know. <laughs> you know, you got to think. You got to think. Look in the mirror, you know. I mean, pound the rice, you know. Learn to be quiet. Learn to shut the fuck up. And learn to listen and observe and contemplate and ponder and study and read and think and analyze and put your critical skills together. And, you know, it works. It really does work. It really does work. But, boy, is it hard. You have to put duct tape on some people's mouths to get them to shut up. You have to literally get the duct tape out and just swirl around four or five times on that mouth. And as I said last night, people love to talk about themselves. People love to talk about themselves. If you want to make friends with anybody, 
just shut the fuck up and let him talk about themselves. Tell me about yourself. Tell me a little. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Golly, you seem like such an interesting person, you know. <laughs> just get him. Get him. Oh, yeah, I'll be glad to talk to you for five hours about myself. You know, and never let you have a word in edgewise, you know. People love talking about themselves, you know. And and and, and back to relationships. God, I have to go back to relationships again. Um, if people ask me, uh, how in the fuck did I get into this damn relationship? Well, you walked into it. You, you, you chose to be there. It's your choice. You chose to be there. You chose to stay there, you know. And you chose to get into this drama, 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 you know. Drama mama. You moved in with a drama mama. And you knew it from the beginning, but you stayed anyway. And women do the same thing with men, you know. They'll move in with some crazy fucking narcissist, you know, and they'll stay with him. And then they're calling me going, oh, I just can't deal with this. This guy's crazy. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, well, I, you know, I told you he was a narcissist. <laughs> I told you he was a psychopath. <laughs> you moved in with him anyway, you know. And then I did a show one night on women who like bikers. Women like, you know, they were like, uh, they like bikers, uh, pimps, uh, drug dealers, you know, tough guys, you know, whatever. You know, some women just love to hang with those kind of guys. That's the only kind of guys they're looking for, you know, that rugged, rough, nasty, dangerous kind of guy, you know. And that's why women always like me, is because I'm that renaissance man, you know, that tall, rough, gruff, kind of, uh, I'll kick your ass looking kind of guy, you know. And I'm smart, you know, and I'm experienced, and I play all these instruments, and I sing, and I do poetry, and I write, and I do, I'm, I'm an artist, and, you know, women love this kind of shit. They love this kind of shit. They hate boring men. They hate, women hate, 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 hate boring men. And, um, I'll get out of the noise here in a minute. I'm smoking a cigarette. Um, women hate boring, whiny fucking men. And most men are boring and whiny, you know. They're looking for a mommy, you know. Most men can't carry their own weight in a relationship. They're looking for a mommy. And, you know, attract, uh, like attracts like, you know. If you're dysfunctional, you're attracting dysfunction. If you're negative, you're attracting negative. If you're crazy, you're attracting crazy. So you become like a crazy magnet. And, um, you know... It's uh, it's really, really bizarre, man. Women, they uh, they can be trained, and men can be trained. You know, if you're looking for a pet, uh, then yeah, you can find that kind of relationship where you can train your pet. You know, your relationship, train your man or train your woman. And some people like to be trained if they're trained by the right person. Uh, people don't like to be ordered around though and disrespected and beat up made fun of they don't like to be dissed or disrespected you know i mean but they like a man that knows where he's going they like a man that's standing on solid financial ground or at least working he doesn't have to be rich but just a man that works hard you know and comes home and provides for his family and is not always whining about something or bitching about something or you know and the same with a woman you want to be with a woman that's drama-free, you know. She's maybe an airline stewardess, or maybe she's a doctor, or a lawyer, or uh, whatever, prosecutor, United States senator, whatever. You you want someone that's mature and standing on their own two feet, financially secure. You know, they don't need to use you for a piggy bank, and they're independent. 
Now, let me say, that being said, let me say that some men, most men actually, don't like women that make more money than they do. They don't like women that have more power than they do, you know, at the workplace. Uh, you know, a guy that worked at a gas station full-time as a manager wouldn't want to marry a United States district attorney. You know, I mean, that just probably wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Or a guy that's an airline pilot flies 767s or 787s probably wouldn't want to marry some chick from Derrick Queen that was fucking back there swinging malts, you know? And so it probably wouldn't work. And it has to be kind of a... Uh, an equal playing field, you know what I mean? Frequency, we're back to frequency now. I wanted to get into frequency. You have to match frequencies. If you're not matching frequencies subconsciously or consciously, the relationship is simply not going to work. And if you're not communicating effectively and fully and being transparent and honest with each other about your dysfunctions and your bad life that you've lived and all of the terrible things you've done and all of the bad mistakes you've made and you know uh and you're not up front with your other half there it won't work you know if that shit comes out six months later the relationship's probably going to fall apart if she's not a very forgiving or if he's not a very forgiving loving compassionate person and you you know what i mean it's not going to work and folks again this is all about frequency it's all about energy frequency and vibration Tesla said it all. Tesla said it all, you know. I mean, Tesla and Einstein, they all said it, you know, 369, 18, Gematria. Look at the Gematria. Look at the numbers, man. Learn the math. Learn to do the math. I mean, astrology. Look at astrology. Look at the astrological signs. Um, they're, they're, they're all there, man. The, the signs are there, man. Astrology is simply mathematics and frequency. Uh, you know, psychology is simply uh, frequency and clinicians, having a clinician or a social worker or someone that's, uh, you're the client and they're the one counseling with you. There has to be a good relationship there and the frequencies have to match and they have to think that you're not delusional and you're not nutty as a fruitcake because you talk about chemtrails or you talk about CBDC or smart cities agenda or all of this mind control technology. They have to be as smart as you are or they'll end up locking your ass up in the state hospital. The frequencies don't match. So you got to be careful where you step. You got to be, you might step in some shit if you're not careful. And I've learned over the years not to step in as, as too much shit. I avoid that shit, those shit piles. I mean, I avoid them. You know, I can smell trouble a mile away, man. I'll avoid it, you know. I'll run away from it. Marion will tell you, man, I can smell trouble coming, man. And um, I've showed her many times. I said, this guy's trouble. And boom, boom, next thing you know, he's trying to carjack us or whatever. You know, I've, I've, I've done this so many times in our relationship. It's unreal. She's like, God damn, man, how do you know all these people like this, man, before they even get near the fucking vehicle or, you know, they're 30 feet away or 40 feet away or 50 feet away. Well, you know, it's just you, you learn people, you learn body language, you learn the free, your frequency gets really high, man, where you're just like you have telepathy, man, you have you can mind read, you know, you can aura read, you know, you can energy read, you know, you've heard of people that are able to do that. Well, I'm able to do that. Uh, Dan, would you like to make any comments? No, I'm just sitting here listening to you. Um about stuff man i hope everybody's having a good night tonight out there well it's my night off you know i'm not even supposed to be here i don't think 
and the actors. I know that, and that's what, that's what makes it so awesome is that um, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad I'm here with you, and I'm just enjoying some chamomile tea and enjoying the now. Everybody's like, is down okay? No, nigga, no, I'm not okay. But you know what? I'm okay, though. I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. It's cool. Really cool, man. Have to come on here on our night off and just kind of have a private session here with all the people listening around the world. And uh, it's really just kind of cool, you know. Everybody's been asking me these very, very hard questions as of late, you know, about the aliens and Project Pegasus and Project Mockingbird and Project This and Project That and Project This and Project That and MK Ultra and, you know, Project Artichoke and all these other things going on, you know. Uh, the Manhattan Project and, you know, Tuskegee. And people have been just emailing the shit out of me, asking me all these questions, you know. And then now they're they're asking me, you know, what do we do? You know, like, what? how do we get ourselves into this? And now that I'm waking up and I'm realizing things are not so normal, how do we how do we get out of this? Well, we don't. You know, we, we simply can't. <laughs> you can't. It's yeah, you can't. Oh, huh. here's the other conversation is the church is not the building the church is the body of the believers and stop turning my father's household into a marketplace some of y'all probably don't get that but that's that's real talk y'all, yeah, they y'all, do. Not, y'all not gonna get that shit yeah they get too that. late most, most people remember you know when jesus uh the metaphorical thing there that happened you know went into the temp, you know the money changers and overturned all the money changers in the temple you know and said this is crazy you know what are you doing in my father's house what are you doing turning over you know what are you doing with all this capitalism going on here man and this is what the preachers are doing today with the churches you know they're just money changers is all they are they're just money changers but yet they have millions and millions of people on this planet that are christians and you have to ask yourself, how the fuck did that happen? You know, you have to, all you can do is sit back in awe, shock and awe, and go, what the fuck? How did this happen? Why are people so stupid, you know? How how easy is it to fool people? It's pretty easy, really. It's pretty easy. You know, there was one of those guys that said, uh, if, you're, if you're going to tell a lie and expect people to believe it, make sure it's such a fantastic lie that it's almost unbelievable. And they'll believe it every single time. And, and, and that's exactly right, you know. If you're going to tell a lie, make sure it is a fantastic one, you know. And and you'll you'll stir up some controversy, you know. You'll, and people will believe it. It'll probably go viral, you know. Um, and, well, but about I wanna, lying. I want to ask. Yeah, go ahead. I want to ask. Um, I want to ask when. I, I know you can answer this question. But, you know, for our viewers out there that are inboxing Kyler, particularly the ones that are inboxing Kyler mean stuff, I want to ask you guys, when's the last time that you guys did some deep breathing exercises and were just thankful for the fact that you're here and in the moment as opposed to, like, bickering or arguing, particularly with people, or being on disruptive frequencies? I want to I want to ask people that because I think, you like, know. that's important. Within the last... 30 days, I've been able to do that. And uh, that's fucking, that's progress, dude. That's fire, bro. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question because, you know, we've talked about this. People very seldom ever take time to do the inner work. People are always looking outside for the problem. They're always looking outside 
for the answer. They're always looking outside for everything. They very seldom like to or know how to go inward and take that inward journey. They, they just don't know how. And they are so impatient. They want everything now. I want it now, right now. Now, you have to have patience. Patience. I talked about silence last night and the importance of silence. A lot of people do not know how to quiet the mind. They do not know how to bask in silence and serenity and synchronicity and balance and harmony. They've never really taken time to live in the present moment. Very few people, you can ask them down, when's the last time you lived in the present moment? And they'll look at you like you're crazy. And I guarantee you 98% of the people you talk to have never taken that trip to the present moment. One thing I always, one thing I always thought about while I was gone from you for like those four months is you and I discussing how there is no future past at all, but right. it is just only a connected series of now. Yes. And I do not think that we honestly spend enough time appreciating that. Mm-hmm. And and like really really thinking about that, humans are a virus. We're nasty and disgusting. We're not supposed to even be here, fucking shit up. Like we should be thankful that the cosmos, the one source, the architect, God, whatever you want to attribute that to, in and of itself, even allows us to be on that modality and that frequency. And that's mm-hmm. fucking fire, dude. And here's well, the other thing: is yeah, Kyler, I think we should start the church, bro. I think we should though. Well, you know, that would be an interesting experiment, sociological experiment anyway, socio-psychological experiment for you and I to start the church. And we could even say it here publicly and people would still go with us. They would still come with us. And that's crazy. Think about that. That's crazy. We tell people we're going to pull the wool over their eyes. We tell people we're going to do this socio-psychological experiment and they're all down, man. They're all for it. They're coming in, man. They're ready to go, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Think about it. It's like, okay, I'm going to lie to you in the next 15 minutes. I've told people, I'm going to make you do this in the next 15 minutes. And they go, no, you're not. And then the next 15 minutes, they're doing exactly what I told them I was going to make them do. Well, okay, that's people. They're easily hypnotized. People are easily swayed in one direction or the other if you're a good communicator. Um, and it's all about masterful coercion and masterful manipulation and it's all about learning how to do these psychological operations on people which is not always a bad thing i mean if you want to lead people in a better direction in a more positive direction uh in a more healing modality you need to be able to be good at manipulation and coercion and reading people Uh, and really getting a grasp uh, on the way people think and why they think like they do and where they come from and their experience in life and so forth. How much misinformation and disinformation and propaganda have they been uh, exposed to in their life and what kind of training and teaching and, and have they had and 
what kind of examples have they had around them in life to be able to become so fucking dysfunctional and fucked up, you know? So all of these things. Oh, bro. You know? Yo, so today I was talking to a therapist, and I'm not going to say any names, but I was talking to them in my class today. And I was referring to this book that I read when I was in lockup called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Have you ever read that oh, book? Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. So I, I, I read that book, and it, and, it, and it helped me out. That's part of what, what, what help, has helped me recently, one of these things. And so in the book, it talks about the difference between fault and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And here's this grown man who's older than me and saying that a lot of things that happened to him – preacher mind you too and i'm you know hopefully i don't get in too much trouble for saying these things but he's a preacher mind you and he says you know all of my trauma can be attributed to what my dad did and this and other thing and i'm sitting there thinking because if it was me what would they tell me kyler they would say you know what you shouldn't say that because that that's not taking responsibility for this and not taking responsibility for that so i bring up the fact to him of fault and responsibility and that once we get information and we're able to turn that intel into successful analytics and understand things, how we should be more responsible humans. And he just looks at me with like this like deer in a headlights thing. Like it's weird. Like a lot of people, they listen to me and they tell me I'm smart, but then they be around me with like this deer in the headlights look or like this look like they want to avert me. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest cognitive distance shit well, ever. Here's the deal. I, yeah, <laughs> What did I say last night? What did I say last night about when you, the smarter you get, the further people will want to get away from you. Most in most cases, okay, you you will find out that this will happen. The more intelligent you become, the more analytical you become, the more educated you become, the wiser you become, the the the, the higher frequencies that you can move into. Uh, the depth of the matrix that you can see and analyze and learn to grasp all of these uh, things that the secret societies have been telling us for thousands of years, including um, what we were teaching the other night, um, people will want to run away from you. They don't want to be exposed. You see, you're exposing people. So you're going to expose all of their dysfunctions, all of their psychosis, all of their bullshit. You're going to be able to read them like you can just sit down and read a little storybook. And they don't want to be exposed, you see. They don't want you to be smarter than them. They don't want you to be wiser than them. They don't want you to be more educated than them. They don't want you to be more creative than them. This is something else that you might need to learn, or you might already be learning it, is that you have to be very careful with people. Because you you don't want to turn everybody off that you meet. You don't want to start telling people things like when you first meet them that they're going to go, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You're crazy. You got to get to know people a little bit, and they have to trust you a little bit, you know, and they have to start trusting you before you start revealing your wisdom and great knowledge that you have and all of the experience you've gone through and things. You know, you can't just run up on them, you know, and gut punch them with this stuff, you know. And so you have to be careful even with these counselors. Because a lot of them are 
full of ego and pride and they think they're the smartest people in the world because they read a bunch of books and they got a master's degree or something, you know, and they're just dumb as a box of fucking rocks, you know, so you have to be careful. You have to be careful. You have to walk on this. This is wild how you understand. That's why I wish there was more than, where the fuck is the female version of you? How come she can't understand me like that? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Then where where the fuck would I be at? Well, you know, then I guess I wouldn't be pounding the rights and I wouldn't be doing the work, right? I'd be pounding something else. Right. That's the the fucking problem with that one, right? Yeah. So, but... Yeah, you're. It's amazing how you're getting what I'm saying, and you, yeah, and you're right. I've I've been thinking about using um, the Forty Eight Laws of Power, particularly uh, "Don't Outshine the Master," and right. a lot of these other principles that you're talking about with people. And we've been talking about this for the last couple of days about yeah. um, as above, so below, as within, without the yeah. fucking matrix, fucking uh, rebelling against you because you're more supreme than it, basically. You gotta, you gotta you, be smart, dude. You can't. You, move. you can't can glide. Move. You can glide into people if you have ever flown an airplane like I have. You, you do your final turn. You know, at certain altitude, you make your final turn, and then you make your second turn at two thousand five hundred feet, and then you throttle down to say one from one seventy five to one forty. And then you might drop your landing gear if you have any or not. And then you start to line up on your runway. And then you throttle down to about 120. And then you get at 1500 uh, with your tower. And then you're ready to make your approach. And this is the way you have to handle people. It's the same thing as flying an airplane. If you're too far over to the right, you're going to miss your runway. If you're too far over to the left, you're going to miss your runway. If you're at the wrong altitude, you're going to be really fucked, especially if you're going 175 when you should be going 140. And if you're going 110 and you should be at 140, you're going to be in trouble if you're too close to the runway. It's the exact same thing as flying an airplane. You have to pretend when you That's meet how people. I got stabbed last time. Yeah. That's exactly how that happened. That's exactly how I got stabbed, and you understand that. Yeah, you have to remember this. When when you meet people, just pretend you're flying an airplane. This is the relationship. It's a metaphorical thing. Just pretend you're flying an airplane. You want to make a good landing, you know? You want to make your right turn and your left turn. Then you want to look at your uh, landmarks and make sure you're in the right spot. Look at your altimeter. Mm-hmm. And then look at you know look at your speed and look at your flaps and then lower your flaps and get ready to land and then have a smooth landing on those rear wheels and then push that push that stick forward and get that front wheel on the tarmac and it's perfect landing. That's the way relationships should be. See, that's a metaphor for you. That's the way relationships. Yeah, that's the. Be. You get it. I think that's why, yeah, I, I, I totally get it because, like I said, that's the reason how I lost a really dope person is because I was too for, I was too forceful and they weren't ready. And neither was, I wasn't ready either, I don't think. I, I right. think, I think not for that, not for, not for that type of person because I don't want to have to, like the Bible even says that. I know we don't say that word here, but like spoon feet, you have to spoon feed these people. They don't, they're not, they're not used to solid foods. Right. And so that's, that's, that's the thing. 
They're you drinking know? milk. And sometimes neither They're you still or on I. The bottle. Yeah. They're still on the bottle. They're not eating meat. Solid meat, as the Bible says. They're not eating meat. They're not ready for meat. Yeah, they're not. You know. They're not. And you, you, you can't mm-hmm. you can't dump it all on them at one time, you know, mm-hmm. like in one session. You can't like, well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you how things work. You, know? you can't do that. You can't do that. Because you got to be a good steward of what you have. And that's yeah. that's the reason why these things happen is because sometimes we're not good stewards of what we have. And here's the other, here's the other part uh, down. You've got to ask yourself, is it worth it to even try to tell people who you are and how you're feeling and what you're feeling and where you learned? Not anymore. Like lately I want to stay up to you guys. I want to make a bunch of money before I die. And I just want to stay away from people. I don't want to help a bunch of people too, but I feel like those people will come. Um, and with this vacation that I'm getting, <laughs> that I'll be able to help those people. But other than that, I'm done like searching for people right now because I did that and look at where look at where it landed me. I think you know I need what? to be more cautious with them. You're psychic. Mary just told me that this yeah. morning. Mary told me that this morning. She goes, "We need to stop looking for people." She said, we just need to stop. And boy, you know, you just said it. You just said it, too. We do. We have to stop looking for people. We're, we're, we, we have big hearts and we have good intentions. But one, one, one lesson, you know, biblically that I learned, too, is sometimes these paths for people are like ancient boundary stones. And you can't remove the markings of someone's forefathers. Right. Or their programming, dude. Yeah. No matter how hard you could tell. Example, my homie died in front of me from a heroin overdose. Yeah. I told everybody what was going to happen before that happened, and no one took heed of it, and he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah. though I told them. I walked yeah. in the rain off of ecstasy for several hours, crying to the Lord, asking, why do I see that thing like that? Yeah. Cannot fix it. Yeah. This is why, because it's not. Some things are not for you to fix. Some things are for us to fucking just experience, bro. Like, yeah. that's just it. Yeah, you're right. I, no, I, I get wisdom. it now. Kind of like not all the way, but I get it now. That's wisdom. I, you got wisdom. You're getting wisdom. But now, you know what's you know, you know fucked up is the more I get it, the less I get it. Well, that's crazy, that, right? That can, that can happen too. Yeah, that can happen too. Because every question deserves another question. You have to always remember every question brings a greater question. And every answer brings another greater question. And every answer brings another greater question. And every question brings another question. So you have to always remember it's an ongoing cycle of learning, an ongoing cycle of recycling all of this information coming in from your external environment to your senses, to your five senses, and Mm -hmm. being processed in your brain and going through the filters in your brain. See, all of these filters have been set up over years and years since you were born. You've set up these filters, and the brain has all these little drawers and compartments that it puts things in as you see things in your environment, and they come in through photonic carriers, okay? Everything comes in through photonic carriers or energy waves. And your brain sets all this stuff up in a certain file cabinet in your brain, and it it just stays there. And some things your brain just rejects, okay? Your brain rejects certain things, and your brain keeps certain things. And your brain holds some things in short-term memory, and then it'll get rid of them the next day or two. And it'll hold some things in long-term memory. 
and keep it forever. Is that important to you to learn? Uh, shit. Yeah. Yes. I think. I think what it has to do with me a lot. It. What you said is um, appreciating the now. First off. Yeah. The abundance and the gratefulness mentality. Because when we forget those things, then we we stray along the path. Mm-hmm. And I have to be like. Like, I'm very selfish in the system. Like, I want what I want right now. I wanted Christina, so look at what I did for that. I jumped out the fucking window, and that wasn't the time to jump out the window. That's why that didn't work. Or even when I got her, what did I want? I wanted my way, and that's not the – that wasn't the time. No. It doesn't matter how how wiser I was than a person or how much more instructful or impactful I am – certain people that's not how that's not always how the universe well, me, works you uh, gotta learn uh, to take let me let me let me ask you the hard question okay now that you brought this up uh with christina what would have made it work in a perfect world with her what would you have had to do or how would you have had to be in order for things to work out if it was just left up to you what would she respond to better than the person that jumped out the window and got stabbed and was the big shot, big shit, big G. What if you had have been a little less of that and more compassionate, more understanding, more romantic, more loving, more kind, more easy, uh, and more understanding? Would it have worked? Or is she just crazy and you couldn't do anything to please her? Well, there's think about what I said. Think about what I said now. There's no, there's no panacea. There's no, there's no there, there's no panacea because some some areas I would have had to do exactly, and then you know that G, that gangster me like that that's the thing. There's no panacea, bro. It, I I would have had to lose myself to gain her. Is okay. what would have happened. Is what that's would have good. had Is what and would have had to happen because she she wanted someone. She wanted someone, probably most likely that she could just you know specify what they what they are you feel what i'm saying mm-hmm. like that's how i felt that that's how i feel that situation worked well it is what it is dude I, I i i'm over it like i'm still processing but i i get why um but that's that's probably the universe's lesson for me too is that's what i wanted is someone that i it, i wanted to fill in family that's not how life works dude no, not really. That's not how. That's not how. I, make, make sense. That's not how life works. I really. I need you for. I'm really beating myself up a lot for the way I treat Marion uh, now. I mean, I'm beating myself yeah. to death. I mean, I want to shoot myself sometimes just thinking about it. Oh, I hope my. Oh, God damn it! My counselor's listening tonight. They're gonna write me up again. Yeah, don't do that, dude. Uh, anyway, yeah, they better never put you, and you better be alive. Off myself, you know. But if metaphorically, metaphorically, come on, fucking counselors, listen up. Don't be so goddamn protocol this and protocol that. You know. Besides that, we're we're live on air. You can't do shit to me or write shit about me. We're on air. That would be a HIPAA violation. Um, I feel so bad the way I treat Marion sometimes because. I mean, I feel really bad down. I'm talking down, down, man. I'm talking, I feel terrible the way I treat her sometimes because I want her to be smart. I want her to be wise. I want her to be not so passive. She's so passive. She's so afraid. She's so scared. She's so 
intimidated easily. She's so afraid of authority. She's so, oh, I'll get in line. Oh, my God. I'll stand in this line, and I won't get too close, and I'll wait for other people to get in front of me and just let them get in front of me. And I'm like, fuck them, man. Get the fucking line. Pretend you're in New York, man. You know, get the goddamn line and, and keep it tight, you know. And, you know. And this is why I got her a big gun, you know. She carries a big gun now, and that's great. She got her carry license and all, and permits and stuff. And, you know, it still hasn't made her what I want her to be, you know. Because, I, I, look, I'm 67, dude. I might have a heart attack tomorrow, die. And I'm leaving her in this clown world, this fucked up world, man. I'm living in this place that's just fucked up. And she's going to need to be a warrior. She's going to need to be a fighter. She's going to need to really be smart. But I'm pushing her and pushing her and pushing her, and I've been pushing her for 25 years. And it just makes me feel bad, you know. Somebody else is coming in here with us. I don't know who it is. I'm letting them in. Anyway, it it, 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 it makes me feel bad, you know. Uh, to, to Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, you you do. Well, I'm doing what you were doing. I mean, I, I do. I'm actually doing what you were doing to Christina and to Mary. And and the only difference, I guess, being Mary loves me so much, Christina didn't love you the way Mary loves me, and Mary just cries sometimes. She 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 just oh I can't do it or I I just don't understand or I just I'm just not that kind of person. I'm just I'm not built that way. I'm just not, you know. And it's like I feel like God damn it, I need to shut up and leave her alone. I just need to let her be who she is and quit trying to turn her into Genghis Khan. A female Genghis Khan. I think that's a lesson for um, I think that's a lesson for a lot of us. This cycle is we got to leave each other alone and just let each other like elevate. Like when I said we got to stop looking for people, and Marion Marion said that too. I think that's part of that too. Is we have to learn to just appreciate the process and let things just be because we're so. We want this and we want that, and because we don't have the heart, uh, how you say it, a servant's mind, like a servant's heart, like to be in service to each other, mm-hmm. that's why shit is fucked up. You know? If you stop and you think about it, that's yeah. really why things are fucked up. Yeah, it's because we're selfish and we don't live but, for servitude to each other. Dude. But remember, we're built hierarchical, though. We're we're hierarchical creatures, though. Remember that. We're hierarchical creatures, whether you like it or not. There's always going to be someone on top and always someone on bottom, no matter what kind of fucking relationship you're in, no matter what kind of gig you're doing, no matter what kind of fucking rave you went to or concert you attended or whatever. Somebody's going to be on top. Somebody's going to be on the bottom. It doesn't matter where you're at or in what setting you're in. Somebody's going to fill that leadership vacuum. You know that, right? I feel like the Lord of the Flies. Like we need the cocktail right now, right? Like that's the thing. <laughs> so here, 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 here's the thing. You asked a question yesterday. You you, you asked a question yesterday, and, and I thought about that. Why would Jesus need water to wash feet? Is basically what you asked, right? That's yeah. what you asked. Yeah. Because the moral was. You can work miracles like me too, 
even though you, but you have to be in service to each other to do that because that's how the miracle works. That's the level that your vibration is at. The reason why the Anunnaki took this shit from us is because we were going to fuck ourselves up or other timelines from being too insistent, persistent, fucking selfish, fucking narcissistic, like all these other issist words that are like fucked up. We turned out that way. The world turned out that way. I mean, it turned out that way anyway. Look at our government. Look at our government leaders. Look at our politicians. They're all narcissists. They're all serial killers. They're all committing crimes against humanity. They're all insane. They're all fucking narcissists. They're all power-hungry mongrels. So we were, we were we were discussing this too, right? And this is the micro, uh, this is the macro versus micro, whatever, right? Yeah. So we're talking about the prison system in America. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I bring up, do you guys know where the fucking Fraternal Order of Police comes from? Oh, those are the ex-slave catchers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know why the fuck the prison system looks like that? Oh, because it's based off of slavery I- I- income. And because mm-hmm. slavery never went anywhere, Rockefeller just went, instituted a, a way to make it uh, unilateral. And <laughs> right? profitable. And so, profitable. But in, and yeah, yeah, and profitable. And in, but in Germany, they have this program where People are, when they're locked into institutions in certain places, I'm not saying all of Germany, for those who might be out there, if you've heard of this program, send Kyler email, talk to me about it, because that's dope, right? I want to go out there as a peer support specialist and fuck with these people out there in Germany on that shit Mm -hmm. and rebuild a world, because, like, that's what's important, right? So, look, in Germany, when you're locked up, some places are, like, an apartment, dog. Like, they're playing video games in their cells. They're chilling. And they said they took the punishment out. They're doing this in Finland. They the They're doing this in Finland. They're doing this in Sweden, and it works wonders. It works wonders. There's studies done. Yes, lower they, crime, lower yeah. recidivism. They don't treat Shit them. Like that. They don't treat them mean. They don't water them down with ice cold water, naked in the concrete corner. They don't uh, do all of these terrible, disrespectful things to them. They don't treat them like animals. They treat them with ultimate respect, and it's just like a college, university, dorm. And they yes. can come, come and go as they please. Yes. Some of them can come and go as they please. They can go to school. They're, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. It's like a frat house, really. It's like a frat house. And, yes. and the crime rate and the recidivism rate is just like almost zero there. Yes. Yes. Because it's not a because it's not an uh, economy and because the answer to the prisoner's dilemma is if you treat the prisoner with respect, the prisoner will treat you with respect. And we all get our, our turn in the universe to be the fucking prisoner. Right. And the answer is education. Right. Dumbass niggas. That's yep. the thing. Stupid. Yep. Yep. But we're too dumb and insistent. Like I said, in all these other words, you, you know what I'm talking about? We don't, we don't, we don't turn things into strengths. We turn things into weaknesses on purpose. Look. Because <laughs> that's what we've programmed to do. What about Supermax? Let's talk just crazy a minute. What about Supermax? I don't think it would work with Supermax. Do you? Or do you think maybe there would be a possibility to lessen up on some of these really dangerous motherfuckers? Uh, just ease the reins up a little bit. Just ease the reins up a little bit and do things a little bit differently. Do you think it would work? Depends on what the person. Depends on what they did, and I think those people need an honest. And this is a hard, difficult thing. 
an honest psych review because some of these people are literally criminally insane, mm-hmm. either from genetics or what the world has done to them. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not advocating letting like ra- serial rapists or like baby eaters and shit like that go. But I'm saying most of the crime, particularly in America, that you see people are doing are because of either fucking economy, environmental choice, like a nature versus a nurture issue, some type some some type of thing like that. It's not because a person is inherently bad. I I, I would wager to, to, to say. Does that make sense, Kyler? I've met I've met me? some I've met some you might say supermax uh guys I've been around that were out loose in the streets and running around with me in different situations I'm not gonna talk about. And I got along with them very well. Um but we were outside of prison. We weren't in prison. Um but but I just knew how to get along with them. I respected them. I uh, trusted them to a certain degree. I was not paranoid. I didn't put off vibes with them of any kind of negative vibes or anything. Uh, Like I was a cop or an agent or some DEA guy or something or a snitch or, or whatever. I knew how to roll with the flow, you know. And I know you've been around some of these kind of people. Uh, you know, now I'm not saying every situation is going to be good. Some of these guys will stab you right in the goozle, you know, shank you. Uh, just That's why I said what I said. Some of, some of the shit is not. Some of the shit is not okay, either because of genetics or because of the other issues that I, that I listed. Right. I'm not. Ex, I'm not excusing everyone, but I'm saying traditionally, I think in a Westernized society, the reason why things are fucked up is because it's ran as an as a economy, dude. I agree. Like it was. Per, like it was. It was autonomously done to us. Um, by the way, too, uh, I don't know if they're listening, but I do want to say um, if you've just people in general out here, if you've lost somebody recently and you're going through some type of like trauma or something, or if you've been through a trauma bond or a love bond, like we love you here at the show. And if you guys ever need to talk, you could get my number from Kyler and you could talk yeah. to me, dude. Like, yeah. seriously. Because like we're, this shit's important. We, we're not we're not thankful for the shit that we that we're not thankful for what we have, bro. So how are you gonna have more if you're not thankful for what you had? Right. That's why shit look like it do, dude. Yeah. I get it now, Kyler. Yeah. I true. get it now. It's all true, man. It's all true. You know, there's so many people hurting out there. There's so many people depressed. There's so many people that'll commit suicide before the ending of this show. You know. There's so many people that will jump off the bridge or slit their wrist in the bathtub or whatever, blow their brains out. That's kind of hard to think about, isn't it, before the show ends, you know? I mean, people need someone to talk to. They need someone to trust. They need someone to listen to them. They need someone to care for them. They need someone to make them feel important and needed and wanted. And there's so less of that in the world today. There's so few people in the world today, they've lost their compassion, they've lost their ability to forgive, and they've lost their ability to be discerning and intuitive and understanding. And you know the suicide rate is skyrocketing like it never has before in history, you know that, right? People are fed up with this shit. They're fed up with this shit. Yes, this world is dying. 
this world is dying because we're because we're letting it. And, uh, when do we say enough is enough? I, it's just me. That's why we asked earlier. You know, my addiction lately is tea. That's my that's my thing. I drink a lot of tea right now, and the more tea I drink, the more I think like this. Me too. I don't know what's in the tea, bro, but some some <laughs> some of this tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not it's not cocaine it's not beer uh, it's not no weed but some of this tea got me thinking like this whatever this is so uh, i don't know I, we'll see may i ask you <laughs> on air what kind of environment you're in or would you rather not tell me or the audience i mean i'm interested in are yeah, you I can, like in I can a room you. or you got your own room or is there a day room where you can all go play dominoes and cards and watch tv is there what yeah i can tell you uh so yeah i'm in a um, situation like like I was before, where I w- I'm in a hotel, um, and I have my own room. Um, the only different facility of uh, internal care services here, and that there are people here that provide um, internal care services and uh, facilitate security for those same services. Um, so for now, I have m- my room. Um, and then the other thing is I'm taking self-care classes um, within the w- within the next three months. So for uh, this first month, I'm taking peer support, and I'm getting a certification in peer support. And every day um, at, for seven days, I go to class, and I learn about these types of things that we talk on there about already, mm-hmm. and I share those types of things with people here. Um, every day, Monday through Friday, I have to go to dedicated exercise. Um, it's like a, like a exercise area, nice gym area, everything. I go there and, um, exercise for at least an hour. I've been doing more than an hour. I've been doing like two, um, a day, one in the morning and one at night. And they have a chow hall here, dining hall. They have church services here. If you want to go to church, um, things of that nature. So yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not like freaking uh, Arkham Asylum. <laughs> you're know? not. Are it's, you? Uh, good, are you able? Are you under arrest like I was? Or are you able to leave voluntarily if you wanted to? If I wanted to leave voluntarily right now, I could leave. Um, however, I'm going to stay here for 90 days so I can get my certification, and I'm going to get a job placed as a peer support specialist somewhere. That's what's going to happen. And I'm also going to take um, electrical classes here, too, because they have electrical uh, trade classes. So I'll be taking, you know, uh, after this month, I'll be taking electrical classes. You know, that is yeah. wonderful, Down. I mean, that is wonderful, dude. I'm looking at people walking around in the pouring down rain out here waiting a foot foot of water right now. I'm looking at zombies, yeah. dude. And you got a roof over your head. Well, you got all of this education. That's coming. where I was you got at. People that care about you. Yeah, that's where I was at. I was I, w- I was broken down. Um, I was hopeless, and so I did this for 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 me right now. You you know what the funny part about all this is, Kyler? Right. Remember last year I said, Hey man, you know what? I want a bunch of certifications. Remember I said that to you last year. Mm-hmm. I said I'm gonna go. I said I'm gonna go after all these certifications, Kyler. Watch, and you were like, Okay, Dale. And I, I I was fucking around, remember? I was fucking around, yeah. and then I met Chris, and I still got occupied, and you were like, but what about all the certifications? Down, well, guess what the universe called me back for? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, put you back in the same place. There you place. go. 
put you back on the same track you were on to make you finish what you were going to finish, what you should have finished in the first place. What I was going to finish, regardless, no matter what. Which sucks because it's minus Chris, and that shit hurts, man. You know, but it's it's all right. I'll be all right. I'll be did you right. ask him? Uh, did you ask him about the clonazepam? Not yet. Um, what's going to happen? Uh, so Monday, I'm going to be taking three scripts, um, two of which I recommended. And actually, we could talk about it. Um, I have – so for anybody who's afraid to, like, give a testimony out there, these, here's, here's mine. So you guys won't, will be less afraid, all right? So what they're telling me is that I have schizoaffective bipolar disorder – um, which I think a lot of people have that. I think I have PTSD, anxiety. These are all things comprised in that cell. So I think they just didn't know what as a whole to put there. Um, I'm going to have to ha- get a bunch of neurological tests done um, because either from cocaine usage, um, ecstasy usage, whatever, um, these parts of my brain, I've did something to. It doesn't work the way that it probably should normally. So I have, and I think a lot of people are like that anyways, after COVID and all this shit anyways, like even without the drugs, I think this might be this way. So now what we want um, to do, one, she recommended to give me a Bilify. Um, The other two, I told her that I took with my brother, um, shout out uh, Dasubot, who's the original creator down Boulevard. And the reason why my name is down Boulevard uh, so I was taking, um, shit, uh, gab opinion with him and I'm going to also be taking, um, trazodone okay, yeah, for sleep trazodone. because my yeah. sleep, cause my, my, my sleep cycle is fucked up. Um, what'll happen is I'll go to sleep early and then I'll wake up at like three and I'll get up and I'll research or I'll have to go exercise or something for a couple hours to put myself back to sleep. I don't, so I'm not experiencing my, um, epsilon, if you yeah, would, yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. that's what it is with me. Right yeah. now. So, yeah. which is weird. Cause I still have inner peace, but I'm, and I'm still growing intellectually. And like, you know, my abilities are still growing, but I'm just not, my, my sleep cycle's fucked up. And I have a lot of, I have a lot of heavy memories, bro, if you will. Does that make sense? Have you made, yeah, it makes, yeah, yeah, of course. I, I have a lot of heavy memories, too, from my dead body days, homicide and all that shit that I you know, used to work. Uh, do you bro, I seem mad about that made... today, too, when I was thinking. You what? I was thinking about that crime scene. I seen an ad about that today about crime scene cleanup, and I was thinking about you because I was going to apply. For, I was going to apply for it. Yeah. Did <laughs> you, uh, have yeah. you made Have you made any acquaintances in there that you kind of like to be around or, at all? Yes and no. I don't really. I don't really want to be around nobody. Like, you know, I explained my partying with vibes. A.K. Christina, this way, bro. You know how every guy has that T-shirt in their closet yeah. that they want, and you you know the T-shirt's fucking ratty. You worn it to the gym. You did everything to it yeah. already. But it's your T-shirt. If Marion threw that T-shirt out the closet, what would you do? Kind of probably yell at her. <laughs> you yeah. probably tell her what the fuck. Yeah. And you would feel some way about that T-shirt being removed from your closet, right? And then you wouldn't want any other T-shirt because that's your fucking T-shirt. It's your T-shirt. Right. That's how I feel in the situation. And if any of that makes any sense. Yeah, makes sense. So no, I don't want to. I, I I don't. I high and buy right now is what I'm is what I'm doing with people. Yeah. 
like Marion said, I'm done looking for people. But once I get my peer support, then I will help people if what at the whatever facility they assign me to or whatever facility I assign myself to, then I will start helping people again. And I do want to honestly do something with you here on this show to make a bunch of money before we die. That's well, that, those getting, are my goals, dude. Well, for we're we're going to definitely do that. It's just going to take a little more time. Uh, I've been made acquainted to some groups that I've been invited to, and I wrote an article about it. I'm going to send you the article after the show. I'm almost finished with it about how fucked up these groups are and about how fucked up these people are in these groups and about how they're using God to get money and get help from volunteers and stuff. And they're just money grubbing people. They're just uh, ego full of ego and pride. And um, I just didn't, there was a bad vibe, man. I mean, you, you, you would have come out of the same, you, you'd have came out thinking the same thing. There's a bad vibe with these people, man. Just a bad vibe. And they're not real like you and me, man. There's something fake about all these people, man. And then they're dragging. We were other talking people. about that stuff, you know. They're dragging other people. We're talking about that. That are followers, like they want followers. You know, people that like, oh, I love y'all. I love y'all so much. Oh, God bless this group. I'm so glad to be here. But you know, these people are broke, and they're, they're, they're they don't have anything, you know, to offer this group. But the group's keeping them anyway. I don't know why. Maybe they just want to feel popular or something, or I don't know. People are looking. I mean, tribalism is is a popular thing, especially these days. And then another thing too is people are looking for service. Like I don't think that there's very few. I think there's very few people that help people like this facility that I'm in. One, mm-hmm. two, that honestly help people like you and I yeah. have helped people, and like we're going to continue to help yeah. people and marry into. Yeah. And that's why I love you guys because we, we, we run the same blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um we we have to fix these things. That's that's it. That's uh, that's it, dude. Yeah. I was my job was to catch up to you guys mentally and spiritually. I'm getting there. I'm not saying I'm there, I'm saying I'm getting there. Yeah, I know. I know. And to 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 understand how to be um more selfless so that I can help to do the work here. Because yeah. the reason why the Super 7 hasn't worked, as we know, is because a lot of people can't be selfless like that. Right. It's always something going on, something going on. Right now, I'm at the point where, oh, you could say, hey, Dale, I need you to go to Hawaii, bro, and cover this over here and work over here and work with these people and do this. And, you know what I mean, we got you. While you're over here, you can do that with me now. Yeah. Before you couldn't do that with me because I would be like, "Oh, but what about Christina? Or what about this or that person?" Or right, right. no, bro, there's other shit in the world that needs help. We go to work or do whatever. I don't know. You go to the Drake concert or you talk about fucking Cat Williams or whatever other numbskull yeah. stupid shit that makes Tyler get mad at you people. <laughs> you sit there and you talk about that. And shit. As opposed, do I sound like you now? I do, huh? You see, yeah. as opposed, <laughs> as opposed to fucking helping shit, which is why Kyler's like, dumb motherfucker. <laughs> why, bro? Why? But you yeah. have me now, Kyler, and other people like me, bro. So we gonna we gonna work. All right, I love you guys. You know, Don't worry, man. You know, I, I left a message in your old uh, message box. You probably haven't even seen it, man. I left a message down. When you get back, call me, please. I'm worried about you. 
I no, I haven't. And actually, um, I need some services from you, but we'll talk about that after the show. I need some. Yeah. I need some white hat shit. Yeah, it's for me personally, but I need some. I need yeah. some white hat shit. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go early too because I wanna I wanna watch a movie tonight. Uh, and no, I'm not gonna watch that new movie that everybody's raving about. I, what a which one? Shit. That brand new and it's all people are raving about it. The end of the world or whatever. The, are you talking about the one in the pool, the night swim? Because I want to no, watch that one. No, it's but brand it's not, new. Oh. It's, it's about the end of the world and things fail and everything fails and people are like the grids down and oh my god, it's, it's, it's a famous book. Another one of those. Wow. Everybody's talking about it and I think it's just stupid. I watched the trailer and it was like this is stupid. I'm not even gonna watch it. Now I'm gonna try to watch. Oh, you're talking about the you're talking about the Hunger Games, the new Hunger Games. Yeah, this yeah. is probably what you're talking about. The, the new one. Yeah, the new the new Hunger Games is out. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch Night Swim, or I want to watch. Um, there's something else out. Oh, before you go to, do you ever watch Rick and Morty, Kyler? Uh. Uh-uh. Watch. There's a show called Rick and Morty, and I'm gonna send it to you. And I, okay. I, I want you to see some things. It's a fucking cartoon about this grandfather and his grandson, and like the granddad's connection to his family. The granddad's like the smartest dude in the universe, but he still needs like psychology and therapy and shit. He reminds me of me or you. And um, <laughs> freaking, he he goes on all these awesome adventures. Long story short, in one of the episodes, because I'm watching the new season finally, I'm finally getting caught up. Um, they there's this planet where when people die, they turn into spaghetti. And, like, so humans eat spaghetti, so they're oh, eating heard, fucking spaghetti. Oh, this, I heard I, you say that. I saw, yeah. I saw you wrote that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's fucking it's visual proof that fucking Southern <laughs> Green exists, dude. I'm going I'm to fucking send you the shit, dude. They, they found Because they're uh, laying the proof right out in front of you. They've proven now, they've, they've taken them to court, uh, that McDonald's has uh, baby teeth uh, chopped up in some kind of grinder in their hamburgers. People like get those little, have you ever got those little hard things while you're eating one of their hamburgers and you're on your tooth? But I got one of those at the facility today and I didn't know what the fuck it was. I was like, it's, is this a baby tooth? It's baby teeth, man. <laughs> I'm not even playing, bro. Eating, don't tell. They gave us hey, like this big like meatloaf thing. Dude, dude, don't tell and your was, counselor that. They'll put your ass away, man. <laughs> it probably really is fucking baby teeth, dude. I thought it was one of my teeth. I was like, because I know I have, I know I have need some dental care. Yeah. But I was like, dude, is that? What is that? <laughs> what is why 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 is that hard like that in there? What the fuck is that? It's soil and green. Yeah, it's all soil and green, baby. <laughs> well, listen, man. I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna take off tomorrow and just chill, and I'll see you Monday night. Okay. And, All right, um, love you. Let's talk about these plans, man, and let's make this church, bro. Yeah, Get man. This money. Might, I'm serious. See, we might just see what uh, comes out of that. That might be kind of fun. Because I am a preacher, you know. I am a teacher, and I, uh, yeah, I've been there, done that, man. I, you know, I came from that background, you know, the heavy Baptist, Southern Baptist, Church of God, uh, Pentecostal background. So, I don't know. We'll talk about it. You guys be good. We're trying to make you uh, the fourth uh, disciple. Been trying to make you get me to be the fourth disciple, so we'll see. Love yeah. you guys. Love you. Y'all be good. Can you do me one favor before what? you go? What? 
Remember, it's important. Keep singing on your show, dude. You got to say it. You haven't said it this year. Whatever you enthusiastically, whatever bro, you vividly, you start what saying. whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire, and enthusiastically act upon will come to pass. Bye bye. <laughs>